Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckler. This is episode 108. I am your host, Carter E., joined as always by Jeff Mulvihill Jr. of InstaImage.com on the uh, on the uh, producer stand, I guess, today. If you can hear a little background echo, we are not in our typical studio. We are here in the Carson High wrestling room for a little uh, inside baseball, joined by head coach Nick Redwine. We also have our first athletes on the podcast uh, in the first time in a 108 episodes, we got joined by AJ Marhefka, Maddox Sweet, and Lucas Wold here from Carson High Wrestling, the three seniors on the team this year. Uh, before we get into that and any other business, got to thank today's sponsor that is Played Against Sports, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs. You can check them out in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center or online at www.playedagainstsports.com. All right, there's our intro. Nick, how are you doing? And uh, I'll toss it around to the guys here in a second. But Nick, how, how's, how's things going so far? Doing good. Uh, kind of almost the halfway point of the season. Um, practice intensity starting to pick up and really liking where we're at. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, like I said, we got AJ Marhefka, Maddox Sweet, and Lucas Wool here from, uh, I guess, my left to right. That Not that anybody's going to see that because <laughs> this is an audio medium. But, uh, you know, guys, I guess I can start... Uh, start with you, and then we'll kind of kind of bounce around here. But AJ, I guess to start with, as a senior, what are your kind of goals and expectations for this year for yourself personally? Um, my I set goals. I set goals every week. Okay. For myself in practice and for tournaments, I just go by goal by goal, and I see myself getting better as I accomplish each goal going through the season. Also, I guess kind of same question to you, Maddox. What are you uh, expecting from yourself this season? What are kind of some of the goals you have set for yourself? You know, I think a big goal this year for myself was to first off make varsity, and I did that. I was very proud of myself for that. And just every week, depending on whether it's a tournament or a duel, I always look to whether it's a tournament, I try to at least win most of my matches. Whether it's a duel, I'd like to win the majority. So I'm just looking for a positive number of wins. Yeah, same question over you, Lucas. Uh, what are your expectations for yourself this season, and uh, how do you see how do you see yourself getting there? Some goals I have before I just step in the wrestling room are just to work and push myself. But along some long term goals I have is to win regionals and then hopefully win state or just do as best as I can there to end off on a good senior note. Awesome, awesome, and. Uh, you know, over to Coach Redwine here. I guess what's kind of been your your impression of the team so far this season, and uh, you, as you kind of alluded to, these these winter sports go go real fast. Before you know it, you're you're at the halfway point and, and almost over. Yeah, we uh, so coming into the season, I really I started looking at the registrations, and we had almost a hundred students registered for wrestling at Carson, and I was thinking, man, what am I going to do? There's only 14 on the varsity, so I started toying with ideas of maybe having like a varsity B, a travel JV team, that kind of thing. And it turned out that <clears throat> we had about 50 kids show up the first couple, the first week of practice. And that's been kind of whittled down now. We're, we're kind of running in the, the mid thirties. It's, we had a pretty nasty flu go through the room. It's still kind of killing people right now. So as soon as we get back from that, it's just, we kind of approach the season as like a, like a, a stepping, like a step, like stairs. We, we try and build going up the stairs as the season goes on. And I have little milestones that I set for myself. Um, usually TOC is one of them. Sierra Nevada Classics, another. Uh, the Placer duels would be the kind of the midpoint of the January season. And then obviously the dual record. So our dual record really, like, we'll probably talk about in a little bit. I've, I've, I've had more wins and duels than I have losses. And with the going to the new format with the three-way duels, 
we get more duels in a season and this year we have four dual tournaments so we're gonna we're gonna this season i was really looking at our dual record as kind of my barometer for how well we did because we dueled uh in fallon we had a couple of really tough duels and we we performed well and then we're gonna go down to vegas in january for a dual tournament and there's gonna be some some pretty stiff competition, dual competition. So if we come out of that with more win, dual wins than losses, I'll be happy. Um, if our league dual record is is on the positive side, I'll be happy. If um, if we go to the Placer duels and get into the, one of those final four, the, the last two duels, I'll be happy. So I kind of, I start off the season judging it by numbers, the impressions I get, and then it, it really boils down to the duels. And then once we get through to that and into regionals, it's it's how many kids we can get through, how many how many can qualify. And trying to trying to be odd man on the podium at the end, first, third, you know what I mean. So, and and it's tough because we have a lot of kids quit. We have a, a pretty bad attrition rate, and we've talked about it as coaches is trying to slow practice down, maybe make it a little easier. But then that does a disservice to these these guys who have been here for four years that need that work and need to have that that us pushing them that hard. So. My impression so far is that we're, I think we're right about where we need to be. Maybe a little bit behind. I think we can do a little, we can do a little bit more and we're, we're definitely stepping it up every day in practice moving forward, so. Yeah, you mentioned that dual record. I gotta give you a congratulations, picked up your 100th dual win this year at, at Earl Wilkins. Uh, you know, what's kind of kept you in, into the coaching side of things here for so long, especially I, Carson High? I, I, I don't know, I, I love the sport. I always have. I started wrestling at a very young age and I had some amazing coaches when I was wrestling through youth club sports or club wrestling in Carson when I started in fourth, fifth grade. I had a great, um, the Brooks families coached in Carson and one of them was my coach. And then when I got to middle school, I had uh, Dave Jones, who was a PE teacher in Carson for 30 years and he was one of my coaches. And then when I came to the high school, uh, Tim McCarthy was the coach and he was an amazing coach. And I, I had a really great experience wrestling in high school and I still have friends that I wrestled with. And when I had the opportunity to come on board and start coaching at Carson, I just, I want, I, wins and losses are great. And I really do want these kids to succeed and have success in wrestling. But my main goal is when, <clears throat> and what keeps me in it is when I have kids that come back that wrestled for me five, six, seven, eight years ago, and still telling stories about a trip we took to Auburn or a trip we took to Winnemucca, stories from the vans, from the, the away trips. That's, that's what keeps me coming back. Cause those kids will remember that and they'll remember me as their coach for years and years. And just like I remember those coaches I had when I was here. So it's not so much about winning or losing. It's more about the experience these kids have when they leave the room. So, yeah. And you mentioned, you know, kind of what it, what it takes to get, get to state and you got a couple of uh, state qualifiers returning, uh, sitting here with us as well. Um, you know, kind of looking around what, what you've seen, uh, so far from, from those state returnees and, uh, we'll get to get to Lucas and AJ here in a second, but, uh, what are you kind of, where, where does that set the bar for, for those returnees, given that they've already had the experience at least once? I think, I think it's a big deal. Uh, qualifying for the state tournament and going, especially the, the way the format's been with the all divisions, mini mats, big like bar and warehouse in Winnemucca, or if it's in a big arena in Vegas, just having that experience as a younger wrestler, like Lucas qualified when he was a sophomore and made it to the final, that's, that's big experience. That, that teaches what it's like at the highest level in the state. And how to how to get there and the, the work you have to put in to get back to it so just qualifying is a is a big accomplishment but then 
having that in your back pocket and knowing what that feels like and being on that stage is it's invaluable experience and and moving forward into this season most of those kids that qualified last year I think it'll be especially going to Vegas early like we are it, hopefully not so much of a I don't want to say scared but more like uh, unprepared they won't be as unprepared going into that big stage on the state level so we got a couple kids that did qualify porters one of them Jesse Oliva mm -hmm. they 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 wrestled pretty well at state last year and I think they're looking to kind of take that next step and that experience they had last year in Winnemucca will definitely help with that Gotcha. And yes, since we have a couple of them sitting here with us, Lucas, I guess I'll start with you first. Uh, I guess what was it like first qualifying for state? And then how did that kind of open your eyes at all as to, you know, what you needed to do in order to get back? Yeah, it was a fun process. It def it's definitely motivating. It makes you just, when you lose, it just makes you want to learn more about the sport and just keep improving and wanting to come back for more and keep doing better, place higher, and just try to be the best version of you off the mat and wrestling side too. AJ, for you, in order to, to make state, I guess I'm curious, what do you think, where do you think you have to go or where do you think you need to improve in order to, to get a shot at that state tournament? So to start this off, at the beginning of the season, um, in my head, I was like, this is going to be my senior season, you know? And I was like, I got I to gotta make state this year. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, not make state and, and ending my senior year, you know? So what I want to do is I want to keep working hard, keep being that leader in the wrestling room for the younger ones, you know, and as we get into regionals, like I want to like be one of like the hardest wrestler, hardest working wrestlers on that mat, you know, and that's that's what I feel is the way to make for myself to make state this year. Yeah, and then you know, uh, Maddox, to turn turn to you here uh, with it being your first year on on varsity. What where are you trying to trying to grow in in order to potentially get a, a state shot as well or to perform as well as you can at regionals? So this year. I'm feeling I'm I'm feeling a lot more prepared and a lot better than I've been doing for the past few years. Last year was a really rocky year for me. I I got injured right off the bat of the season and I was out for about three to four weeks and that really put me back. And then once I got back, I got ringworm and that put me out for another week or two. And then I was lucky enough to get a shot still for regionals. And after being out for four to five weeks, I just missed. Um, varsity, or the state um, spot by one so I felt that this year I need to just really stay practicing every day and not get put out like I was and I I know with determination I will make it to state this year yeah for you guys what's a uh What's the what's the way to keep things keep things loose around the wrestling room? Obviously, you know, very serious, very competitive. You guys all, I can tell, you know, are very determined to you know do as well as possible. What's the way? What's the best way you guys have found you know uh, during meets or during practice just to kind of uh, not put as much pressure on yourself? Um, I think just building as a team. Uh, we like to listen to music. We just like to play wrestle. Just have fun as a as a just camarade as a team and just have listen to music, play games. We like to eat food a lot. <laughs> any uh, any favorite foods between the three of you guys? I'm sure they're all all different, but uh, we can start with you, Lucas. Um, I love I love Mexican food. I like some sushi as well. Yeah, I'm a big sushi guy. I okay. love sushi, but also American food. Most foods in general. <laughs> I like sushi as well, but I also like Italian food, like chicken alfredo. Okay. 
Like so spaghetti. So, sushi's the the common one amongst all three. For the record, I'm a, a carne asada birria tacos. Okay. <laughs> are, are you are you pro sushi or are you not? A, no, not a I sushi can't handle sushi. Not a sushi guy. <laughs> so we found we found the, like found the weak link there. Um, uh, Nick, I know from talking in our preseason, you also have some some new uh, newcomers on the on the varsity team as well this year. Uh, what have you seen from them so far? And I guess kind of the same way. How do you kind of con- continue to see them build uh, this season? So we have two freshmen in the lineup right now. Matt Matthew Manley at 113 and Jaden Alec at 126. And Manley, unfortunately, had a pretty severe hamstring injury at the Fallon Duels, and he's been kind of sidelined since then. Jaden, um, I think he, he shows a lot of promise. There's a lot there that that is really good. There's still a lot of, I want to call them middle school mistakes, things that worked against lesser competition that the longer he wrestles are going to be less and less effective. And he's starting to realize that, but he's, I think, so far we've gone Fallon, Winnemucca, TOC, and he's won a match at all three. So as a first-year freshman on the varsity in a tough weight class, that's, I mean, that's what we're looking for, him to just grow into that role and hopefully be sitting here in four years as a senior talking about going to state and, and winning. Manly, I think we saw a lot of good stuff from him in Fallon. He, he got hurt in our last duel against Fallon. And, um, but before that, I think he won a couple matches that day. And he was going to be a big part of what we're doing. And he was, still will be. We're going to get him back. But I really think he has a good opportunity at 113s. I don't think 13s is, is kind of as stacked as it has been in the past. So I think he's got a good shot to sneak into state at maybe maybe not winning it, but definitely in, in one of those maybe third, four spots. You know what I mean? We also have, I think Ian Thomas made the lineup as a sophomore at 165s. And he's been... He was he wrestled really well last year. He's wrestled a long time. He wrestled. His dad ran the uh, the Bulldogs Club for a long time, and he's been involved with wrestling pretty much his whole life. So he's he's kind of a student of the sport. He knows how to do it, and he we just got to keep him <laughs> keep him on the straight and narrow and get him get him in shape for wrestling because he kind of he has a tendency to gas out late in matches. So um, I think we're expecting big things from Ian. I think Isaiah made one nineties. Isaiah Leva. And he wrestled varsity last year at a, at a higher weight class, so he's actually on like wrestling where he should be now, and he looks really good. He kind of he's been sick and kind of wasn't able to go to TOC, um, <clears throat> but he's he's definitely improved over the off season. So looking for big things from him too. We'll probably be giving up two fifteens. We did have a wrestler there, but unfortunately, I don't know if we're gonna we're gonna keep him around any longer. And then there's there are a couple of freshmen that I don't know are quite ready to step in, especially at that higher weight. That's it's such a tough weight to jump into when you're you know a freshman. But we'll keep an eye on them and see how they look. We also might be having a spot open up at 144s. We can, we have dealing with an injury at, at 144 this last weekend that we might might lose our varsity guy there. Uh, we don't know yet. He still has to go see the doctor. But if that happens, we do have an, another freshman that, that could possibly step into the lineup there. But that's we'll have to wait and see what the prognosis is with, uh, with the starter there. Gotcha. And you mentioned conditioning, and I think, obviously, that's a huge part of this sport in general. And AJ, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll start with you. How much off-season work do you do in order to, to stay in wrestling shape? And then once you get into wrestling season, how much do you have to ramp that conditioning up, or do you at all? So during the off-season, uh, I mean, I go to the gym and – most of the time, I'm doing football right. football work. Um, so I'm doing all the football workouts in the summer, during the season. And, of course, there's conditioning in football, obviously. And that puts me in a little shape, but it's not in wrestling shape, you know. Wrestling shape, I feel like you got to work a lot harder for yourself to get into that spot, you know. 
we do weightlifting some practices and we and then there's other practices that we do conditioning and i think that's good for our team to uh be more conditioned because um i, I mean we, you see, you, if you see in wrestling matches there's kids that are being like getting gassed out and stuff and with our team i feel like every year we were like one of the most conditioned teams so i think we're going to a, a good good path with our conditioning Awesome. Yeah. Same question to you, Maddox. You know, what's kind of the hardest part of conditioning for you, and uh, what? How much do you work in the off season in order to to stay in, in in wrestling shape? If you if you do in the off season. So in the off season, I'm uh, when I'm not wrestling, I'm doing a lot of their sports. I also do track, and I'm also a competitive fighter. So for off season during the summer, I was training for a fight, and I competed in that, and then I went into wrestling, and even fighting. There's different levels between conditioning between any other sport with wrestling wrestling is a whole whole nother level and no matter i say no matter what you do you're never ready for it no matter how hard you try because whenever you get in here they ramp it up and they push you so hard to where you're seeing blurs and you're you're ready to go home but you can't go home because you got to keep pushing yourself yeah, Lucas, is there a is there a hardest part of conditioning for you, or is it just trying to, I guess, stay in that shape where you know you can make it six minutes? Um, the hardest part, I'd say, is the conditioning we do is called circles, which is like a live wrestling circuit, and that one's pretty tough. Uh, you know, how much do you guys how much are you guys trading uh, wrestling partners throughout any given practice? Is are you mostly working with the same uh, one or two other wrestlers around your weight class, or are you you know kind of mixing and matching and seeing different styles? Um, so during drilling, you normally stick with one partner, but throughout live, you rotate partners to get new, fresh looks and to keep pushing yourself and your partners. And is there weight classes involved at that point, or is every okay? So usually our practices will run. We, we kind of split them up, warm up, uh, drilling, teaching, live conditioning. That's how we kind of run it. And I usually like I, I'll usually let them pick their partners for drilling, but then I pick the partners for live. We'll do a weight line against the wall, and I'll, I'll partner them up, and then. If we're doing like multiple rounds, we'll usually switch partners after the first go and then I'll let them pick and then we'll usually go back with the original partners after that. Just a little note on circles, it's it's designed to be torture. Like it, I really do it to make the kids work hard and we put a number of circles on the whiteboard and time, so one minute, we do four circles at one minute, four circles at 30 seconds and four circles at 15 seconds. And all the coaches walk around the room, and if there's one group that isn't going hard enough and a coach gives a thumbs down, we don't count that go, and we add another circle. So there's been days where we've been in here doing circles for quite some time. So the, the, the kids love it. It's one of their favorite things. It's absolutely, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I'm sure, I'm sure all three of these guys can confirm that they, they love it. Yeah, I see some head shakes. I'm not, I'm not so sure that. that would we, don't, we don't do it that often, but when I start writing circles on the whiteboard, it is groans and moans through the whole wrestling room because they know what's coming. Is there, you know, I'm curious for you guys, kind of in the same line with conditioning, is, is, it, is it the hardest conditioning at the, the beginning of the season? Is it trying to, you know, stay in shape throughout the season i'm curious what's the the toughest part um of that is it is it getting into shape preseason or is it trying to maintain uh that that level or get to another level during the season yeah i feel like once you get into that shape it's more so mentally draining and just keep pushing and keeping your body healthy to keep the longevity with that conditioning going yeah i guess kind of same question over to you maddox so whenever the season starts, it's always pretty easy because I want to say easy, but it's not as hard as the season goes on because there's newcomers coming in and coach has to get them ready. But as the season starts to ramp up, it gets 
more intense and more intense to where the point is just is it going to get harder is it going to get easier and you have no clue yeah i guess the same question over to you aj um so at the beginning of the season i mean just going back to what maddox said it's it's pretty like pretty light conditioning but as we get through the season and i say like around like in january our conditioning gets a little more tough and harder but at that point we should we should be at least some point in somewhat wrestling shape you know and you got to be mentally tough you got to have that mindset to push through that conditioning like you don't want to be like stopping and you know walking that conditioning you know so i mean as us like i mean or i mean i i, I would say like we're all leaders here like we i say we all push each other and all the younger ones when it comes to conditioning uh yeah speaking of you know pushing yourself and kind of trying to find a bar for yourself are there certain points throughout the season where you kind of judge your success is it based off opponents or tournaments like placing it you know toc i know is a really tough one snc is another <laughs> another big one as well um you know i guess how do you kind of judge your own uh your own wrestling throughout the year so i mean there's some opponents that i'm like that I like have like the same skill level i would say and I'm like, I got to work harder than them. Um, I kind of have, like, my own mindset where I got to be, like, locked in and be like, all right, got to work harder, got to push harder, got to do everything more hard, you know? Another thing is just to keep pushing. Like, you're going to get tired during wrestling matches, but the good, like, the thing is you got to keep pushing until the very, very end, no matter what. Yeah, I guess same question to you, Max, and you guys don't have to name names, but is there, yeah, how do you kind of judge your, your own success in, in your own head? I feel like for myself, I kind of judge my success based on how well I perform in matches, not just winning and losing, but whether I can perform in a way that I've done better or succeeded more than I have before. If I'm going up against somebody that I've already wrestled, I don't want to just pin them right away and just win right off the bat. I want to try at least work something and grow my skills in a way. Yeah, same question to you, Lucas. How do you how do you judge judge success in your eyes? Um, I feel like it's hard because wrestling is such an indivi- individualized sport. But I try not to compare myself to others. But I'd rather lose earlier in the season so you can learn from that. So later on in the season, you're you're ready and you're more prepared for state and just the tournaments to come. Gotcha, gotcha. You know. Uh, Nick, I'm curious with uh, some of those these tournaments coming up. I kind of the same question to you. Do you judge success as a team through through results, or is it really kind of individualized, as Lucas alluded to? Uh, it's kind of both. So right now, I kind of look at December as as like a run up, kind of a preseason almost, because we get. I don't want to say we start slow and then kind of build and build and build till we get to to our league stuff, but we have you know the Fallon duels is great and we. We use them to figure out where we're deficient. We use Fallon, Winnemucca. TOC, not so much. TOC is more of a, hey, this is where we want to be type of tournament. By the time we get into SNC, I'm really looking for, for especially the older kids that have wrestled there before, to take that next step. And I look at wins and losses at the tournament, making the second day of SNC, as as kind of where we're at if we if you know if we go into snc and everybody kind of lays an egg and we don't nobody makes the second day we we adjust our practices to to stuff that we're not doing right 
Um, last weekend at TOC, we had stuff that just about everybody across the board was struggling with against quality opponents. So we use that to adjust practices, how we're going to how we're going to attack different things. I don't look at it so much individually <clears throat> like some other coaches do where they know, you know, every wrestler at 132 pounds, they know what they do, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. We more concentrate on getting our kids ready to go and get them as tough as they can be and as wrestling as best as they can be to beat anybody. And I use the tournaments more as a where we're at as a team and and you'd be surprised how many trends you see over you know 20 30 matches in a day at a a tournament like toc or snc on on what we're not working on in practice what what are we doing wrong and what are we doing almost right and where are we where are we deficient so that that's what i use it for and then once we get into january which i look at as our regular season then i start looking at individual like maybe should we talk about this kid going down like to another weight if he's able to with his NIAA plan? Is Damani Ranch going to lower that guy down? Are we going to stay there? You know that kind of thing, little gamesmanship and 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 thinking about it. And then, like I said, we just we try and get the kids ready as best we can so they can beat anybody that comes out in front of them. Not so much, oh no, the Spanish Springs kid is this and he's won this tournament. We don't really concentrate on that. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, thank you guys for the time, Coach. Anything else you want to you want to plug while I got you here? Uh, yeah, we have uh, a, a couple of home duels this year, January 10th and January 31st. The first one's against McQueen and Damani Ranch. And I made a bet with the varsity team that if they beat McQueen this year, I'll cut in a mohawk. So if you want to come out and cheer them on, I think our duel started about 4 o'clock. We'll probably be wrestling McQueen between five and six, I would say. So come on down to Carson High and, and check us out. And then senior night, January 31st, it'll be it'll be Douglas Minogue. Minogue, I don't know how many guys they got. So it, our, our senior night duel will be against Douglas High School. And it's, it's always a banger. It's always fun. We'll probably put both sides of the bleachers down try and get as many people here as we can and it's it's always fun so and i know those guys those guys they beat us in football this year and they want to beat us in wrestling really bad and we are we really don't want to let them so especially in our home gym we were kind of looking for a little bit of revenge for the football team this year so we will be ready to go for that duel trust me and i know jake down there in gardnerville he'll have the he'll have those kids ready to go too so it's going to be a lot of fun that weekend or that wednesday so yeah a little teaser for the audience uh douglas high wrestling will be the uh, podcast guest next week so cool. so we get to ask him the same question yeah, we can ask him the same question there and uh, <laughs> be sure to uh check out the nevada appeal maybe you'll see that mohawk in in the paper you never know uh but thank you to coach nick redwine aj marhefka maddox sweet lucas wold for joining us today got one more piece of business to touch on before we get out of here but much appreciated to the senator wrestling crew for hopping on the pod today our pleasure I'm sure someone listening is waiting to hear what I have to say about the Carson High girls basketball situation and their head coach resigning after six games into his first season. Look, I'll be honest, at this point there isn't much to add. In an interest to be as transparent as possible, school districts never release why coaches resign. In my opinion, that really only adds to the speculation in the public. Uh, The rumor mill always will stir, and it doesn't really help anyone because folks love to talk. High schoolers love to talk. Personally, I think getting out in front of these types of things would make the entire process smoother, and I think communities would benefit from a change there. I know there are administrators listening to this and probably rolling their eyes because this would admittedly make their jobs a bit tougher. However, at the end of the day, we're talking about fully grown adults making decisions that affect kids. 
Unless there's a criminal investigation underway, it doesn't make sense to me to not disclose resignation information. It can be broad, it can be basic, but to completely deny the public of any information in these areas doesn't really track with me. Of course, this is just my opinion. The school should be embarrassed by the situation, but that's not really what I'm interested in talking about. All I have to really say is about the team itself. Uh, I think these girls should be applauded, because despite everything they've been through, that roster has almost entirely stuck together. Adversity is a wildly overused term by coaches across the board, and honestly, it's, a, it's annoying to hear day in and day out. Anything minor can be viewed as adversity to try to get teams to come together. This this is adversity. This team is on its third coach in two years and could very well see another new face next season. I don't think wins and losses will define this team this year. It'll be about how they do or do not stick together the rest of the season. This is this is their team as far as I'm concerned. However, this is also life and a life lesson. People quit all the time. Every single player on this team will likely have to deal with this type of situation again in the real world in one way or another. Folks sign up to do things and bail on responsibilities. It happens. You have to move on. It's remarkable to me that this Carson High girls basketball group has stuck together through the last season or two. That's what they should remember when they look back at their time playing high school basketball. That's how they should frame their perspective moving forward. They've stood by each other through this. Much smaller issues have divided locker rooms and teams in the past and certainly will in the future. These girls would just have to keep battling for each other. That's pretty much the end of the story. Thanks for listening to episode 108 of Behind the Bench. Apologies if that dampened any of our great content from Carson Wrestling, but I felt that that was worth saying. We will catch you guys all next week. Take it easy.